You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek coming to you from Sugar Mill Ruins Campground in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. All right. Well, I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Oklahoma. So you're listening <laughs> to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 1st, episode 3173, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center and Kemen Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Tammy, you did it. You are champion of the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. I've never seen people so happy. Just tell us about this moment by you, what you're feeling. I'm, I'm so elated for my mom. Um, he is a legend of a horse, and um, for him to have this win is, um, is just unbelievable. And it's been a long, a long road, and uh, some really magnificent things have eluded us. Uh, over our career, but I'm, I just, I, I can't thank my team enough. Uh, I mean, there's so many people to name, my family and all my coaches and veterinarians and farriers and how about the whole sport of eventing? Um, I mean, I'm just, I felt everybody with me. U N A U N A. Woo! Oh my God! Was that so awesome? When I was in the bed, I was laying in the bed watching it like after, and I maintained radio silence for like days. I didn't look at my phone all weekend. And I'm sitting in the bed, I have this laptop, and I'm playing it. And I'm like, Chad, come watch the finals with me. And I look over, and he's asleep. <laughs> asleep. And I'm like, well, this is how this is going to work. And so he's asleep, and I'm watching on the iPad, and then, woo! woke up real quick yeah i bet oh he did my God. so exciting and then of course i just start crying and he's like why are you crying i'm like you don't understand he's just been through so much with this horse <sighs> and i've been there for so 15 much. years waiting for this to happen oh my god first <laughs> rider from the u.s in 15 years that's hard okay? to believe isn't it 15 years I had no idea that just five percent of the starters over those fifteen years finished on their dressage score. Like that's insane. It seems like it'd she be more finished. than that, didn't it? Well, I always know the you know, like this one has Michael has two rails in hand and he'll take down one rail and still win, you know, like that kind of thing. Um and, and, and one of the top three scores in those fifteen years. And the first woman since 2011. You've heard all of these things a million times if you watched it, but oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I, you know what's funny is I was watching on, I think, some of the cross country and I was like, ooh, who's that horse? I like that one. It was my mom, of course, because like, I love him. Uh, it was just so exciting. A little backstory, you know, they, they went into the history and this horse belonged to one of her students who wanted to go to college. And the student said, you need this horse because the United States needs this horse. That's how it, but then he was like riddled with injuries for like three years. Cause she was like doing great. And then coming up the levels and they had all those injuries and then brought him back and bam, he wins the Land Rover. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, that so stadium excited. must've went nuts. Apparently it was the quietest you've ever heard the stadium <laughs> while she was jumping. Like, shh. 
hush. Like nobody gasped. You know, sometimes when people get through the triple, they, they clap, people clap. No, none of that. There was none of that. None of that. It was silent in there. It was insane. It was so exciting. What was really cool is our guest coming on. We get to talk to Why don't you tell everybody about that? Yeah. Max Cochran stopping back. She, she joins us after every Land Rover now on her drive home. And she's going to share with us a little bit about her thoughts on Tammy Smith, who she's known forever. Um, and it was just an exciting weekend. You know, of course it started raining about halfway through <laughs> cross country. I thought, well, there you go. That makes it a per- the perfect cross country day. Right. Uh, but, you know, overall, cross-country, I thought it went pretty well. There were some duckouts and things like that. I think one or two may have come off. But overall, it was a very good cross-country day. And, and there were some hard things in that course. Yeah, there was definitely, well, I think Elisa Wallace was quoting Jimmy Wofford. Jimmy Wofford used to say that all of the dandelions in the fields, they represent a heart that's been broken at the <laughs> Kentucky Horse Park. That's funny. And she said... I got a lot of dandelions <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> For now, she um, did have she came off, didn't she? And yeah, well, yeah. They, they she they went down as a team, I think, but totally okay. Um, and they were in the four star, and you know, I mean, it's eventing. It's it's it, it'll pump you up and break your heart more heartbreaks than pumping you up probably. But yeah, she, she had a tough weekend. It was, it was a tough weekend for some and just an amazing weekend for others. And I just can't miss it again. It was so awesome. I just sit there and watch the, the live stream and, and watching all of our auditors who were there and all the people who were there. It's just so cool. It's such a great weekend. And I think you would have loved the show jumping weather day, Glenn. I know you said you didn't finish watching show jumping, but it was like cloudy, like seems like it was around 60 degrees. It was just the perfect, perfect Kentucky day. day. Yeah. yeah. They weren't being evacuated for tornadoes and, you know, it wasn't snowing. So it's perfect. <laughs> no, maybe you just shouldn't go anymore. Yeah, I think that's it's me. <laughs> you know, another thing we got coming up on today's show is we have uh, Zana Cousins Greenwood of the Center of Horseback Combat in the UK. And she's going to tell us about their amazing facility and what you can learn there. And then also, do we have question first world problems? I don't think you Maybe posted one it, or two. but I know that one of the listeners no, did. I did post it. Oh, okay. I posted it last night and like people were commenting on it, but then she was like, Jamie didn't post it. I'm like, I did too. Okay. <laughs> I even had this picture. And so it got posted now twice, which is totally fine. It's um, so funny that those... people are picking up our Slack now. <laughs> I know. Well, I did post it to there was no slack, but there is many times I do forget. So double posting is fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the auditor post show, I want to talk about stuff horse people won't throw away. Uh, I saw an article on that. I thought it was funny. But uh, we have to to do all the stuff. Yeah, We, we have to do some Daily Winnies. Well, my daily winnie is two birthdays to our terrific auditors, Holly Huddleston and Kayla Haynes. Happy birthday to both of you. So many horse things to talk about today. So um, basically, I would like to give my daily winnie to Homer. Homer, my bassin' <laughs> home puppy. <laughs> He's like 10 months old, maybe nine months, 10 months. I don't know. 
And um, he is now the official mascot for Lucas's Little League baseball team. Oh, my God. Is they, that, does he have a jersey? Please tell me he has a jersey. Of course he has a jersey. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, so he has a little jersey and then a harness that goes over it. And he's been coming to every game because I was like, he needs to get out and socialize. And I put him on the leash and he, you know. Waddles and making me have like arm workouts because <laughs> I'm like, come on, dragging him because he smells something and just runs off. Uh, yeah, so he's he's the mascot. He goes in the dugout, hangs out. He's got a jersey. It is probably oh the God. brightest spot of Lucas's little league baseball game. To be honest, are <laughs> <laughs> right, so at the point where he's at? They're actually hitting the ball and all of that stuff. There's no yeah, extra no, it's, rules. It's it's kid pitch. Lucas is the pitcher, which is awesome. What's kid pitch um, mean? So they actually get throw the, the ball. Okay, the kids gotcha. pitch. Yep, like he's gotcha. in that nine and under league where they, the kids pitch. So Lucas is actually the starting pitcher, which is awesome because wow. Chad was a pitcher in college. And uh, so it's really awesome. We love going. It's just um, sometimes they, they can steal now and they can, you know, Run the base. It, it, it's it's pretty much a massacre every time because Lucas <laughs> is on the pitching mound and he'll like throw the ball to the catcher and it goes by the catcher and then the catcher <laughs> takes off his And everybody mask runs and around the bases and walks to the back and picks up the <laughs> ball and walks back over. And meanwhile, th- three runs have scored <laughs> because they can steal. Now, is so this it's te- pretty painful. It's a, these uh, Little League teams are usually sponsored by something great like Fred's Plumbing, home to all your plumbing needs for Oklahoma. <laughs> um, no, we, you know what? We don't have a sponsor. What we did have was we uh, raffled off for a, a pizza oven that is portable. So, you know, whenever you need a pizza oven on a camping trip, we have you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Only $5 a ticket. <laughs> it was like $40 a ticket. Oh, my gosh. Lucas was yeah, so guess who bought pizza oven tickets? This guy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty painful. Like, I actually, see, like, I worked for the Atlanta Braves. I like good baseball. I love baseball. You know what I hate? Bad baseball. <laughs> and it is so painful to watch. My kid's not here at this school. It's it like watching so bad dressage, let's be honest. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, I want to yell at people's children. I'm like, could you make your child try? Or could you take that kid home and throw the baseball with him every once in a while, please? Like, oh, I almost yelled at Catcher yesterday. I was like, I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> I'm going to hurt somebody's You're baby. one of those parents. <laughs> I have no, I just take Homer for a walk. I'm like, I can't sit and watch this. I can't. I actually told moms, I'm like, why do they not sell beer here? How are we not drinking at this game? And one of the moms was like, I bring wine and coffee. You know, it gets a little better when he gets into, what, junior high school? So you only have a few more years. Uh, My kid's awesome. My kid's perfect, of course. He's like a super talented player. It's all the other kids. Okay. (laughs) You know what? Hopefully he'll stick with it till high school, and then you get to see some half-decent baseball. Um, and it's going to be good one day. I just want to tell you that it is pretty painful now. Like it's painful because some kids don't care. <laughs> like, could you care? It's like watching little kids play soccer. The ball just ends up going around the center of the field, back and forth, back and forth. And they never yeah, get to the Yeah, there's like goal. a mass of children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a little past that. Like, at least they're throwing. And can, like, they, if the ball is hit, they can field it and throw it to first. You know, yeah. before that, it was painful. Like, it would head to the next field because there's nine billion fields on this whole thing. It's like a... <laughs> 
All right, well, let's uh, get to... you know ma- what? It's better than kids' soccer, because that yes. made me want to kill myself. Yeah, that is true. I've watched some of that. All right, Kemen Equine is our brand new sponsor for Mondays, and we welcome them back. They've been a sponsor, actually, off and on for years. And right after Kemen, we're coming back with Max Cochran. I did want to tell everybody, I'm in a campground, and i got to give my wife uh, an extra daily Winnie, because the tree <laughs> trimmer showed up with this your huge, huge bucket machine right outside. He's going beep, 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 and change saws and stuff. Apparently, it's tree trimming week here at the campground, and they were going to start at our site. So wow. Jennifer went out and spoke to him and said, we're doing a radio show. Can you can you go away for two hours? And they were like, we'll start at the other side. So they disappeared, thankfully, thanks to my muscle for uh, kicking them She's out. She's your muscle. Now, she I challenged two guys with chainsaws, so I don't know if that was smart. <laughs> I don't do the I'm doing a radio show because that, to me, just creates more questions <laughs> i just say i'm on a conference call can i because like, the orkin man came this week and i'm like oh, i'm on a conference call i just need to run upstairs okay thank you <laughs> i think she felt that like maybe radio show would be better you know i don't know more more effective it worked so oh, if you do I hear background been, noise I, it's diesel's driving by and i'm at a campground so it could be at my house too i don't know <laughs> let's hear from kevin and then max cochran We've had no shortage of stress this past year, and a lot of our attention has been focused on maintaining our health and immunity. Stress and illness can actually form a vicious cycle in humans and also in horses. Elevated cortisol levels caused by stressors like extreme weather, disease, diet changes, travel and trailering can throw your horse's health and immune function out of whack. But did you know you can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day? By lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing overall energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health and immunity, performance, and overall well-being. To ensure you're supporting your horse, don't feed just any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium propanate on the market today, ChemTrace Chromium from Chemin Equine. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. That's Kemen, K-E-M-I-N dot com slash Chromium EQ. I'm so pleased to welcome our favorite groom slash president of the USDA um, to the show, Max. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great to chat with you guys. You groomed this weekend. Who did you groom for? I was helping Zach Brand. Okay, so uh, did you get to w- watch any of the show jumping on live stream and hear the announcers? Um, on the announcer, I watched some of. It. I watched the the top ten. Okay, so when Zach came out, this is so funny. Zach comes out, and John Kyle goes, "Man, you got to give it up to the grooms. That horse looks amazing." Uh-huh, Wait a second. That's so nice no, but then he goes, "Wait a second. Of course it looks amazing. That's Max's. And Karen was in there as well. And they said you've been grooming for, what, 25 years straight? 20 years straight? I did not. I missed one year, but it was my 20th Kentucky. For your 20th Kentucky. And Karen's like, yes. 11 of those were mine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Your skills as a groom are unparalleled. <laughs> that horse looked amazing coming out. Oh, so tell thanks. us Thank tell you. us about your weekend. Oh, my gosh. How amazing. It was uh, it was a busy, obviously busy enough weekend because I also wear the hat of um, uh, working for the U.S. team doing uh, a, a, the high performance program and team facilitator. So a little bit of, you know, grooming for Zach and then in my free time, of course, there's so much of that. 
um, tried to help the chef to keep Bobby Costello and, um, you know, wrangling the, the kittens and making sure that, the, you know, that our team members from last year had to make a couple of appearances and just making sure that any of the high performance program riders and grooms had everything that they needed and um, everybody was uh, doing what they, you know, how would they need to, to be at their best for the weekend. Absolutely. Now, obviously, so exciting to have a a woman and an American win. Talk oh, about yeah. kind of how things were in the in the barns. Oh man, everybody was, you know. So of course, you know, we all know that Tammy is is got is an incredible rider and a really good horseman, and that Lexus, as we call my bomb Lexus, um, is just an incredible, incredible horse. But it's always been just one off of, of her having a brilliant success. And it's gone, it's been years and years of, you know, she's battled um, different injuries on herself and injuries for the horse. You know, last year she had a broken foot coming into Kentucky and the horse has had soundness issues um, from about six years ago. He had a tendon injury at Fair Hill and we didn't see him for a couple, and he was coming back from that and then cut his leg really badly during his rehab. It's just sort of, it's always sort of been one thing after another for that horse and and he is such a brilliant animal and he deserves all the things so it was you know we all sort of quietly thought yeah well if anybody's going to do it this year it's going to be tammy and um and then it just you know everything sort of fell into place she didn't you know go out <clears throat> you know when you're when you're leading the dressage there's always all that extra pressure to go out on the cross country but she just rode she rode brilliantly she rode every single phase just as well as she could. She rode all three of her horses because she's two in the short format too, which makes it a really busy weekend for her. And she rode those two beautifully too. And it all just happened. It all just came together. And um, we're just, you know, it's great to have that on top of the world championships, having a silver medal at the world championships. It sort of solidifies the belief that America is coming back into their own again, which is really exciting. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's always chatter back in the barns about one issue or another, or things riders are worried about and things that the horses are worried about. What was the kind of like, I know the footing is always a talk and the weather is always a talk. What were kind of people really focusing in on in the barns? I got to say, well, the, the ground was firm to begin with and the crew um, at the Kentucky horse park and the builders, they made really sure they they had the waterers out there every single solitary day and the thing is what people forget is that you know even though we're we, we were predicted some rain on friday thursday and friday it's important to have those waters out there because if it if, if the ground is doesn't have a bit of sponge to it the water can't soak in to keep the footing good it will just run off and and cause it to be quite slick so they had that down to perfection and we did get a little bit of rain and the ground could not have been better. The footing was, was perfect for horses. The weather was perfect on cross country day. It was a little chilly for the rest of us, but um, we had a good breeze overcast, you know, um, that was great. And, you know, there was talk about, you know, some of the combinations, but Derek is such a good course designer. He is the master at, um, you know, not, not that he wants, he, if there's going to be a problem, let's say, if there's going to be a problem on course, the horse is going to glance off. They're not going to, they're not going to fall down, you know, and, and that is something that I, I truly appreciate from really appreciate knowing Derek and because he's still rotting and competing at the level. So he, he understands what the horses see, what the riders see. And I think it's fantastic. So he, he wants to sort of, you know, 
if a horse isn't holding its line, it's going to have a run out, but not anything that's going to really trick or trap the horses. It's, it's, a, it's a true gift. I did think too that, you know, I like, like say take Boyd Martin, for example, and he was riding Setzer leg and he had a run out and just the immense horsemanship that I saw, which was like, you know what? I'm going to save my horse for another day. It looks like a couple people did that. Speak to that kind of how riders, even though this is such a big event, the horse is always the first thing in mind. Yes, absolutely. Horse is always the first thing in mind. I mean, it, it, people have different um, tactics when it comes to that. You know, boy, was that so like, he's done a lot. You know, that horse has sort of been there, done that. He sort of, I didn't ask, I need to go back and watch it. But from what I was told, he just sort of got off the line just a little bit and the horse ran out. Um, and that horse doesn't need the experience of continuing on. Where if you have a younger horse that maybe it's his first five-star and you have a glance off early, you may carry on because it's still an educational experience for, for the horse to, to see and do and to finish, even if it's finishing with the 20 penalties, it's still a very good experience for that horse. But, you know, if it's, if it's, if it isn't going to make you or your horse any better and, you know, these horses, they do so much for us and they only have so many jumps in them. And, you know, some horses have more jumps than others, but, you know, to, to make that decision early on and, you know, of course, Boyd would have loved to carry on and crack on down because nothing like running across the bluegrass. But he made a really good decision to save Thomas for another day because he's got a lot more things to do. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there, there are courses and we're people and everybody makes, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but just, you know, it just didn't happen. It was something didn't happen and that was that. So, you know, better to save for another day than, than to let Thomas, you know, carry on because he's not going to be competitive and, and, you know, why? for him, why bother? And I feel like Buck did that. I felt like Holly did that as well. Yes. Um, now, yep. talk a little bit about Yasmin, because I know she's still getting the experience. So she had a, a bit of a shocking run out. Yes, exactly. I think, you know, obviously one of the worst, you know, sophomore year, as we say, can always bring weird things. She had such an incredible year last year. And this is sort of her second big year at this, you know, on the standing on this podium this sophomore year it's, there's always you know the learning curve unfortunately is super high isn't it so it's um you know a bummer because for her i mean it, it is she's a such a lovely person she's a brilliant rider and it's such a lovely horse but again sometimes these things happen that's our sport and that's why we keep doing it right is you know the good is, is just is, you know the good is so good when the bads are you know, kind of disappointing, but she is still very, you know, pretty inexperienced at the level. So for her to carry on um, was fantastic. And I'm sure that that was a conversation that she'd had with, with her chef, um, with the British team that was over there with her. You know, if, if I have a mistake, do I pull up or do I carry on? And and I'm guessing they said, no, no, you need to carry on because this is a good experience, you know, to, to carry on and to carry on as quick as possible. Because if, at the end of the day, if she had something like that happen to her at a championship, she needs to keep her wits about her and, and still ride well. So it's all learning. It's all part of the, the whole, you know, process. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we're talking about Yasmin Ingham and Bonsai Delure, which is just a phenomenal looking horse oh. and was leading the dressage Beautiful. on on day one. Yeah. So all in all your take from the weekend, are we super excited? Are you just back to work? Is it work as usual kind of thing? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm driving from driving from Kentucky back to Florida right now. And so yes, business as usual on to um, a lot of time, you know, I've, I've, we've got try on and, and uh, two weeks from Wednesday is the, or yeah, week from Wednesday is the trot up for, 
for try-ons. So I was sort of back to the back to get home, do my laundry, get reorganized, and get back to it. But I think everybody is on is on quite a high. I think most of the Americans are feeling pretty good about the weekend. The horses all look fantastic coming out of the weekend, which is always really good. Um, and you know the people are people every all the people and all the horses are going to be fine which is always good you know any you know all the hiccups that happened over the weekend um everybody is going to live to fight another day which is always the good news too is to, to keep everybody safe and healthy too i think i was i was just talking before you came on about how jimmy wofford's famous quote was all the dandelions in the the fields yes. were all for the broken hearts at rolex and land rover the broken hearts at the Kentucky Horse Park, and I know some people had them, but a lot of people probably picked a few as well. Yes, exactly, exactly. It is. He's definitely right. There's definitely been some tears, and you know the highs and the lows, and and again, that's what we we, we go back to try to find the highs again, and yeah, you know, the lows are what make us. You know, if they're gonna make us break us or make us tougher, and usually ninety with this group of people, it just makes you tougher because then you, you just rub it off and everybody's been in the same boat before and we have such a good camaraderie amongst the riders and the grooms and the owners and stuff. And, you know, we've every little bit, you know, everybody's been there before. So if, if it's a newer person coming in, it's like, you know, it's going to be okay. So, you know, we, we pick each other up and we celebrate with each other at the same time. That's what I love about the sport. Max is always, yeah. you're awesome. Thank you for coming on and drive safe. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you too. I love her and I love everything she stands for. And she's just one of the coolest chicks in the world. And we all wish we were her when we grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every teenage now, girl wants to have her career. I know. Right. Every non-teenage girl wants to have it. <laughs> um, so now what was funny is I also watched the four star in the room on my iPad with Lucas and Chad in the room. Do you know what the name of the horse Carl Slezak won the four star, which was before the five star at, at Land Rover. Do you know the name of the horse? I saw it. I don't won? remember it offhand. Hot Bobo. <laughs> I'm like, that's the weirdest name for a four star event horse of all time. Hot Bobo. And uh, I was like broadcasting through my iPad and every Chad Lucas was like, Hot Bobo, Hot Bobo. <laughs> Who's Hot Bobo? I want a horse named Hot Bobo. I want, you know, so Hot Bobo became a big topic of conversation. And I started. Yeah, I thought you would appreciate this story because I was reading a little bit about Hot Bobo and how Carl Carl actually owns her by him, but it just just them. They bought Hot Bobo from an auction, I think, in Ireland, and. This is the story. He's sitting next to his wife. He's looked at a bunch of the horses and all that. And, and hot Bobo comes out, uh, on the auction block and he's not really paying attention. And his wife smacks him on the shoulder and goes, Hey, isn't that one you were looking at? And he's like, Oh yeah. And he raises his hand to bid. He was the only bidder. Nobody bid against him. And he was like, Oh God. What did I do? <laughs> Why does nobody else want this horse? What is going on? And then he realized, like, anytime a horse came near, she would, like, spook and spin. And she was, like, quite a, a hot A perfect mess. event horse. <laughs> I know, right? It's so just so funny that the wife is like, bid on this one. <laughs> Got it for so $300 and all good to go. Yeah, I'm sure not, but close. Uh, so they get it home and he's going to make it. A, he's going to try to sell it, you know. He couldn't sell it. Nobody will buy it. Because <laughs> it was too spooky and too difficult and hot, hot Bobo. And uh, 
What do you do? You just go ahead and win Kentucky. What do they say? The horses that don't pass, that pass the pre-purchase, you sell. The ones you, that don't pass the pre-purchase, you go to Kentucky. You win. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah that's kind of the whole thing. So, yeah, this is a, it was really just a kind of a funny story. I thought you'd appreciate it being a husband-wife auction yes. like you are. <laughs> well, the World Equestrian Center has many winners going through it right now. They have a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. Of course, what else is going on this weekend? Kentucky Derby. Well, they have a Kentucky Derby hat party going on at the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala from 5 to 7.30. That is a ticketed event. You have to get your tickets, but uh, everybody will be all decked out. And you get to watch the race on their enormous jumbotrons out, right outside of the five-star hotel there. And uh, with all the restaurants will be open, they're going to have special beer scents set up and all kinds of stuff. So if you want to check that out, that also combines the same day. They always do the Festivals of Speed, where they have over 200 exotic classes. Classic and American muscle cars will be on display the whole entire day. And going on along with that is the Arabian and Half Arabian Championships for Region 12, our region down here. So you'll see a bunch of Arabians and Half Arabians around uh, all weekend as well. Always lots going on at the World Equestrian Center. Go to worldequestriancenter.com for the complete schedule. I saw a Facebook post the other day for the Center of Horseback Combat. And that is in England. And I was like, okay, that sounds like somebody we have to have on the show. And they hold it at a historic 2,000-acre estate. So it sounds like just a cool place, and I want to find out what they do there. And we're going to get uh, Zana on to talk about that. Well, Zana, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, everybody. So nice where, to meet you. Where are you located with the Center of Horseback Combat? Um, we're not very far from London, actually. So uh, about 45 minutes from London in Hertfordshire. And did I read you're yeah. on a, a, like a 2,000 acre estate? We are. <laughs> so we're on a very historic country estate. Um, the land was originally Roman um, and then Tudor um, and the main family got the land from Henry VIII. So a bit of history for you. Oh, my Standard, gosh. Standard, common, everything <laughs> like that. Is it, In England, everything's like that. It's like <laughs> it, is a bit, it is a little bit. It's kind of, there's a lot of history, as you know. Well, talk um, about a beautiful yeah, so backdrop for what you do. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it does help because people come and um, it's full of history. I mean, the, the actual stables are 1768 wow. um, and they are original still inside. So we have the same tire ring, the same floor, the same doors, all from 1768. Um, and the uh, teaching arena um, is in the walled garden. So we've got, um, you know, the climbing roses and the, it's lovely, actually. And so we, it, people feel a little bit special when they come and ride horses. Um, and they're surrounded by by that. Yeah. Well, what, so what kind of things do you teach there at the, at the uh, combat school? Um, well, when we first started, we opened the centre and we were teaching um, jousting um, and horseback archery. So we were the first centre in the UK to teach horseback archery. Um, and when we had the idea of creating the centre, because, you know, it was like kind of on a beer mat type situation, <laughs> we could create this teaching centre. Um, we couldn't get the insurance for two years um, because nobody knew what it was. So they didn't know how to insure us. 
So that was a bit of a full story. Yeah, a bunch of crazy <laughs> horse chicks shooting bows and arrows. That's so weird. You couldn't get insurance. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, yeah. So it took two years. Um, but we've now taught over 6,000 people horseback archery in that time um, with a very good safety record because my insurance is quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So... So what what do you what it what it, you've had a lot of students. I've read thousands of students over the years. What what is the big yeah. attraction? What are they co- coming hope hoping to accomplish? Well, we get a mix of people because some people come for like an experience day. So they they might buy a gift voucher, you know, for Christmas, birthday. I really want to go there. They'll they'll get some accommodation locally. They're going to go to the local pub and have food. So it's a real day out for them and they might never come again. They might just say, you know, tick the box. I've done horseback archery. I've done whatever, you know, this horse combat thing. Some people are regulars, so they really get into it. And you do question, like, okay, where's this going? But I think for some, like for horse archery particularly, it's um, a really fast-growing sport. Um, and, and there's associations. You've got a fair few in America as well, um, all over the world, actually. So, you know, people can go somewhere with it, and they can compete. Um, we've taken students to South Korea to compete and to Mongolia. So, you know, you, you can go somewhere with it. Jamie tried her hand at it. Uh, she did a little better. Would you get back into doing – would you like to do that again, Archery, if you had the right horse? I, I I don't even know if you have to have the right horse because they're all so easily trained. I feel like if you do it the right way, would you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen it because we've competed in many places around the world. Unfortunately, obviously, in some places, um, it's a little bit like a little bit of training and off you go, um, which I think is a bit short term with horses because for me, I want the horse to be really happy going down that track. I want it to be relaxed. Um not running away from the from the bow and arrow and you know we've got many horses and and my whole big thing is is horsemanship and it's like ensuring that the horses are, are really happy and you know um totally in their comfort zone with what they're doing so yeah i did see yeah it. i think it's 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 a super fun sport and it's it's awesome i mean my shoulders really couldn't do it anymore but like if i could do <laughs> compound bow mounted archery yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i can see that um like, yeah, it's something that people can do. Um, we do other things. We do a stunt day here. So we have uh, wannabe stunt performers that, you know, want to get into the industry of working in film and TV. Um, and we we had a stunt day just here on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, <laughs> I'm trying to think. And we have a mix of people. So actresses, um, stunt performers. And again, some people just for an experience day where they're just like, I'd just quite like to have a go at this. So we do that as well uh we do cossack trick riding which um is you know the probably stuff you've seen like hanging off the side of the horse but ours is very kind of um kind of ukrainian russian kind of cossack style so it's a bit different to what i see in america and australia i think where you they tend to be in western saddles over where you are and where we are they're in like a little kind of cossack saddle they're a bit smaller less straps um and you have to be very gymnastic to do that all right, I have to ask: Are those hawks in the what background? Yeah, are they hawks. Oh, oh no, there's um, parrots. Oh, really? Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, I didn't know. We've if you... got two macaws <laughs> <laughs> because we provide um, we provide animals for film and TV. Um, so we provide the horses mainly, um, but we provide other animals as well. So we've got <laughs> the macaws work, 
Um, we've got peacocks, ducks, chickens, cats, exotics, um, wolf dogs, um, parrot. Oh, parrots you can hear. Little birds, canaries. I'm trying to think. Lambs. I've just got six lambs. So, <laughs> yeah. you do. so it's, it's, okay. It's crazy here. All right. I have to ask now that you brought it up. Is there is there a show or shows that we would know that you've provided animals for over here that we would know? Uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Music videos recently. Um, what was the last music video I've just done? Uh, Harry Styles. Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. a young guy. Yeah, he just did some rearing up on one of our horses. Um, he can't ride. <laughs> Lovely guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Um, he can't ride. <laughs> he can't ride. But he was honest about that. You know, he was his production were kind of like, yay, we can um, get him doing all this stuff. And I'm just going, hold on, hold on. Can he ride? Sorry, can he ride? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, they're a bit blurry on the lines, like, well, it'll be all right. And then I'm like, Harry, can you ride? And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is going to change things a bit, (laughs) what we can do. And to rear up on a horse isn't that, in a way, isn't that hard, because you can just cue the horse from the ground, you know, just just give the horse a visual cue. And basically, you know, you're just saying, sit there and hold on a smile. (laughs) I assume you have a variety of horses. Do you have a breed in particular that you favor? Yeah, I do. Um, I like my Andalusians. Um, we have Frisians because they look good in film because yeah. people like the big black horse. By the way, that's a um, joke that we have that every film has Frisians regardless of the era, yeah, time frame, or anything. Absolutely, you're dead on. And I actually talk about this because um, I try to be a little bit more correct. I do try. And it gets hilarious because I watch something and there's 10 Frisians and you're like, they just didn't have them. <laughs> stamping your foot and shouting at the telly. Um, I, the Andalusians are more correct because they did have them. And horses, as you probably know, were smaller. You know, people had much smaller horses, 15 hands, or we say hands here. I don't know what you say, yeah, but yep. um, it's quite a small horse, right? And um, I do try to tell directors and producers, like, let's try to get this right. But they're like, we just want the big black ones. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So that's quite funny. I have got a little American quarter horse cross Andalusian, which is an Azteca. Um, that's my newest horse. So I'm having fun with that. Because quarter horses are actually very good for this kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So do I you see, do all the yeah. training yourself or do you have people that do it? Well, how, how's that work? <laughs> um, me and my husband do it mainly. My staff, when I've got great staff with me, they I do train them how to help us train or to keep up the training. Because for me, I mean, I'm, I'm literally teaching a course today and I've just I've just come in because my husband's now teaching the, the how to fall. He's, he's out there. Literally, if I look out my window, there's seven people learning how to fall in my <laughs> arena outside the window. There you go. <laughs> um, and I've just been doing the theory part of that literally before I came in. Um, but training the horses, it, it doesn't stop. It's, it's what I'm trying to teach people is it's every time you look at them, you're training them. So if if we might think, oh, we're training a horse for rear, I actually start that training when I bring it in from the paddock. What, how I pick its feet out, how I brush it is, is all linked, if that makes sense. Because if a horse isn't listening to me there, it's not going to listen to me when I'm trying to teach you to rear or, or do something. So horse horsemanship for me that the training is that trust in that relationship with the horse and I have to earn that and I have to work with that so um I spend a lot of time with my horses sometimes just sitting having a coffee with them is as important because I'm just hanging out with them does that make sense that makes perfect yeah. sense yeah, yeah. So, yeah I mean my so, riding is 20 percent of it 80 is is ground and 
the other stuff. <laughs> so, so a movie. So Harry Styles people call you and they say, yeah. "Hey, we're filming a music video for Harry Styles." And do they tell or not? Not even that one. We know he reared. Um, but say mm -hmm. somebody's got. I'm looking for a horse to do this, this, this. Do you have that trained, or do you then train a horse for that? Uh, Good question. Um, bit of both. So I try to train the horses to do quite a lot. So pretty much they can all do horseback archery, right? Pretty much they can all jump a jump. Half of them can jump a jump over fire. Um, most of them do the trick riding. Um, most of them can joust. Most of them can, you can use a sword off. Um, half of them can rear. Some of them can lay down all that kind of stuff. Some of them can do the Roman riding, you know, and you stand on the back of the two. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get asked for, and now unfortunately, the people that book you aren't horse people, they're not animal people most of the time. So they have a vision and they're like, we want this. Okay, you, you get this, right? And you're kind of, and we want the white one. And I'm saying, well, the white one doesn't rear as nicely as the black one, or the right one is not so good in a studio environment or something like this, right? No, we want the white one. <laughs> it's quite hard because you're like, look, look, look. And you, you, try, you say, look. The, and then you're thinking, well, can I train the white one? And they're always short notice these things. They're always, honestly, it's like, a, I think you must have known for months you were doing this. But, oh, no, I get the phone call four days before, three days before. Um, and you're like, right. So for me, I always like to know what they want. And I ask loads of questions because my worst thing and my fear is turning up on a job and either not having the horse prepped and risking something because I just don't work like that. And I also don't think it's fair on my horses. So I, I'm very like, tell me everything you want this horse to do in great detail and don't add something in on the day. Um, like, oh, actually, we're going to have loads of smoke or something like that. If I've picked the wrong horse if that makes sense, I, I want to be able to do the job easily and in my remit and in my, in all of our comfort zones. So, um, so I ensure I take the right horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will take a backup horse and I don't charge for that. So, um, I do take spare horses. Um, and also just if they book one horse, I've got the companion horse, right, I've got right. the friend horse because that horse is like friends. And I say to them, look, I'm just bringing the friend because I'm not charging you, but we're going to get the job done better because the horse has got comfort from its mate. <laughs> yeah, with every all the other craziness going on, at least there's another horse there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. it's so much easier because the horses just relax, they travel better, you know, all of it. The horse isn't so worried. I mean, generally they're not anyway, but the second I just take that second horse. And also I can use that second horse as an as an eye line. So if we're doing something and I need the horse to canter to a, to a mark, if I'm making sense, if we're filming and they're saying we want the horse to go to A to B, yeah. if I take the second horse and put it at B, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're pretty right. much the other horse is going <laughs> to go to the other horse. And it, so you're just setting it up to make life easier, you know? <laughs> well, that's that's terrific. I did see a, two, two pictures I want to talk to you about, and then we'll have to let you go. One picture I saw on the website, I think it's actually your Skype picture, is, I don't know if that's you, but somebody riding side saddle yeah, shooting right. archery. That's yeah. that's that's, that's cool. That's I hadn't me. seen that before. I hadn't either until I did it. <laughs> I did it because um, I ride side saddle and uh, I've really got into side saddle recently. And there's a big craze here in the UK that people are getting back into side saddle. Um, and I shoot a bow. So I thought, well, do you know what? 
can I do both together? And it was a little bit tricky, to be fair, because um, we stand up in our stirrups to shoot normally and size on you sit. So <laughs> the only way I could do it to be super smooth was to really tell the horse to get on, you know, gun the horse as fast as we could, because then I got smoothness and then I could get accurate with the bow. But trot, that <laughs> was a bit of a disaster, <laughs> you know, yeah. And but you can you always. Say, it is me. It's not really a thing, but yeah. Yeah, because you couldn't shoot off of the opposite side either, could you? That'd be tough. Um, I did try. So I did try, but it wasn't so easy. No. So yeah. I did. I was thinking, what can I do? You know, what? <laughs> and I think I thought I might just put a little piece out to people to say, well, I've tried it. And I think historically, there's reasons why we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One other question. <laughs> I saw all. The, I started out at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair in my acting career and played a king for 10 years. Okay. So um, I'm partial to Renaissance Fairs and knights and all Thank that you. stuff. So I've seen knights on you. Are you a knight? Am I a knight? Yeah. Do you put on the full armor I, and do jousting? Yes. Yes. I have. I was one of the first female knights in this country. There is another girl that did very well as well. But um, at Warwick Castle, which is a big famous castle we have here, um, they asked for a female knight. And that was the first time that kind of happened. And I think they wanted to represent um, to make it equality, you know, and to give something for the girls to look up to. Because if it's just the boys that bend the boys. Um, where do the little girls go if they think they can't do it? So that was really nice. So, yeah, um, I jousted for, for years. Um, um, yeah. Well, so, good yes. for you. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. That, and I know nobody gets hurt doing that. So it, it's all fine. It's, it's amazingly not really, no. Yeah. Well, everybody should definitely go to your web page because the, yeah. the photos are amazing and some are disturbing. <laughs> so I'm not going to comment about the Donald Trump. But, but um, it's horseback oh, yeah. combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, .co.uk. Please definitely check this out and just go look at the pictures. I mean, that's why I said don't be impressed. I'm like, Glenn, this woman is doing like the most amazing things you would only ever like sniff oh, at. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know. know. No, she's badass. <laughs> this is our well, year of badass women, and we're adding you to that collection of badass women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> oh, no, I'll say, I have a saying here is don't be brave. Be really well trained. Well, um, I'm not go. brave. I'm just, I'm just really well trained. Wow, that's a good one. I like that. Write that down. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know what? We have listener <laughs> meetups everywhere. Me. I think a listener meetup at the uh, Combat Academy would be w where we need to go. Yeah, yeah. I want to go. Yay! I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us. Pleasure. All right, take care. Well, there you go. You ready to sign up and go over and try all oh forms of combat? I didn't really know what you were going to talk about with, I, you know, you book these guests and I'm just like horseback combat. Okay. No, she's amazing. She is amazing. And the whole I didn't know thing they did the amazing. movie thing either. I didn't know they did that part. That's really cool. Well, like she's like, Harry Styles, can you ride? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> At least he was honest. He didn't want to die that day. So yeah, uh, the producers, they don't care. You know, no. the singer's like, I really don't want to die today. All right, let, tell well, us. And I have heard that most actors, too, will lie on their resumes. Like, do you ride? Yes. Do yeah, because they want yes, in the Western. So, yeah, yeah exactly. They, they want the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Why don't I get the sound ready and you tell us about Purina? All right. Well, level up your horse's performance this season with choices from Purina Animal Nutrition. 
from, from Purina Ultium Competition Formula to Purina Pro Impact Performance and everything in between, Purina has the right option for your horse, including supplements like the Purina Super Sport Amino Acid Supplement, Purina Amplify High Fat Supplement, and Purina Outlast Gastric Support Supplement. There are many choices for optimal nutrition when you choose Purina, all backed by science. Level up your performance this season and put Purina's research to the test ask for purina at your local feed retailer today it's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems this ought to be good Yes, this is the time where uh, we will post on Sunday in the Horse Radio Network Auditors Facebook page. It's a special group that you get to be a part of and you can participate in this. We ask you for your equestrian first world problems. And Glenn, if somebody's thinking, I want to get in on that, how can they? Just go to horsesinthemorning.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And that'll explain how you can become one of our super fans or auditors. Um, I'm working on getting my phone's first world problem. My phone, I had to turn it <laughs> off because like all these notifications were coming in. I think it's an Amber alert. So I'm trying to get it open. Talk right. amongst yourself. We got time. We got time. That was fun. I, I really loved her conversation. We had a great guest today. What a good day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I like that one. You're going to see if that's. It came in. I'm all set up here in just a second. Sorry. Okay. You probably heard it going off during the last interview. It was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We had a, they did a Florida emergency alert at four in the morning. The last week. Ooh, that's Everybody's fun. phones at four in the morning. Apparently, it was a mistake. It was supposed to not go off at four in the morning. And that, of course, caused all kinds of trouble. Oh, I'd be so mad. All right. Well, we're going to start with Claire, who says, I took both my horses to a clinic last weekend, but I was so busy with my own horses, I didn't get to watch anybody else's lessons. (laughs) That sucks. That's what happens when you bring more than one. Yep. Um, let's see. Diane says, there's so many beautiful Arabian mares for sale that we could use for brood mares, but I don't have enough money to buy them all. (laughs) (laughs) Emily says, I went to Land Rover. Too many things to see. And I couldn't actually pet most of the pretty horses. I couldn't decide what I needed versus what I wanted. And I worked and played there, but it wasn't enough time for uh, for both. And I was only able to stay for four days. (laughs) (laughs) So first world. Um, I have to be at work in a dark, smelly welding shop when really I want to be out galloping cross country after watching Land Rover all weekend. (laughs) So I rode my baby racehorse yesterday. My friend Larissa came over and we were riding our baby racehorses together. And I'm like, this is probably a bad idea. And she was like, why? I'm like, because I've been watching cross country all morning. I'm going to hurt myself. I need to gallop. (laughs) I need to do all the things. Celeste has a good one. My farm has 20 beautiful acres of pasture and I only have two horses. And half the reason I wanted this much space was so they could be out always and not have to pick paddocks. Uh, But my thoroughbred mare is such an easy keeper that I have to build her a dry lot so she can have a safe place to take a break out of her grazing muzzle. And here I am having to pick paddocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, scooter scooters is the same boat. I'm with you, girl. Gosh, oh my gosh. And the thing is, you could ride her and burn more calories, but you have to pick her paddock instead. Um, okay. 
Let's see here. Jessica posted this one. I've been so busy all weekend scrambling in glorious 80 degree weather, preparing and fat packing for my trip. trip <laughs> I can't talk. I've been so busy scrambling around all weekend in glorious 80 degree weather, preparing and packing for my trip to Cabo that I have zero idea what everybody on Facebook is so happy about. <laughs> Tammy <Jeez>. Smith <laughs> one. <laughs> USA won. First time in 15 years. That's what everybody said. Girl power, USA power, chick power, just awesome. My bum power. Yeah, awesome. Horse recovery Uh, power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After After being sure that I had lost or misplaced all of my good bras, I realized I forgot a whole dirty clothes basket in my trailer from my vacation of horseback riding a month ago. I was going to say, how long ago was that? <laughs> oh, that's got to be some stinky bras. Just burn them. Just burn them and buy new ones. <laughs> there are good ones, and good bras are expensive, Glenn. Okay? You can't burn them. Marie White Vinegar. Um, Kathleen said, I had my wet hair up in a ponytail. And I whirled around real quick and I managed to smack myself in the face with it. And it's like a horse tail. And <laughs> they whack you with their. That's funny. Heather, let's see here. No, you got to have uh, some uh, long hair to have that happen. Yeah, exactly. It, and it, I've had that happen. You're like, what? And then you're like, ow. <laughs> At least you didn't put fly spray in at first, because that's what usually happens. Um, Heather says, I'm excitedly looking at new biothane tack for my new endurance prospect, only to find out that she looks good with both lime green and baby blue, and now I have to choose. <laughs> Expert advice says, buy both. And you can just do a little bit together, you know? Um, Allie says I was so busy working over the weekend and helping report on Land Rover and watching eventing history being made that I didn't have time to ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Uh, let's see. Serenity. I've been there. I didn't get to do hardly any shopping at Land Rover. This is like Land Rover edition because I'm the crazy person who brought a six month old and a six year old human oh, to Land Rover. Yeah, do don't re- do that. You leave them home. Do you remember when I brought Lucas? Yeah, but how was old like was he the first time? Three. You brought him? Three. Yeah, it wasn't a baby. Just like no, no, I don't think I brought him when he was a tiny baby. But yeah, he was like two or three. Can you imagine and, yeah, pushing I'd... a baby carriage around the cross country course? Oh, yeah, I can't because I did. Oh, that's right. The first and year you did. That's right. Yeah, I had the Bob stroller and I was like wearing them all around. And here's what made me mad is like, it was my first year of ever having a watch that counted your steps. And I was like, let's find out how much I actually walk on cross country days. It's going to be so exciting. Um, it didn't track it. I had like at the end of the day, I had like 800 steps because my <laughs> hand was still pushing that stupid oh, stroller. It wasn't swinging. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't get any steps. Yeah. It's the like same with long lining. When you long line a horse, you don't get any steps. It's get cheated. <laughs> um, Let's see. Almost done. I spent over, Megan says, I spent over $400 at a tax store and I only rode along to help a friend spend her money. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't mean to. If you didn't mean to, it's like it didn't happen. You just get all the stuff. Just so you know, I, Glenn, I had a saddle fitter. Uh, who the the person who owns Raphael who's here in training is a saddle fitter. And she is the one I bought my jump saddle from. And 
I'm really struggling with my dressage saddle. I bought it for Zeus and it's not really working on Ace. And so she's like, I'll do a saddle fitting. And I was like, that's awesome. So she comes out and she does a saddle fitting. And then she's like, try this saddle. And I put it on. I think I tried a couple. And then I put this one on and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What is this? I have to have this. This is the most amazing saddle I've ever sat in. And my horse was set. And I already tried a bridle and I bought the bridle. And I'm like, this is the most amazing saddle I've ever sat in. Uh, how much is it? You want to know how much that saddle I'm gonna is? I'm going to guess 7500 That's exactly right. $7,900. <laughs> oh I was like, That's an $8,000 saddle. <laughs> Chad what said, yes, you need that, that don't you, sweetie? <laughs> I didn't even mention it to him. Like, I was like, you can take it now. And she's like, no, I want you to keep it for a week. And I was like, no. Oh, they do that to you. So she's like, well, I have one that's used that um, you can keep for guess. a week. 5,900. Well, she, she, the, the, I think she said it was like 45. And I'm like, yeah, still, still can't do that. And, and she was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, it's been, this lady's had it for sale for a while. She got a custom because, of course, they're custom saddles. And she got a custom fit for her horse, and then she sold her horse. So she's been trying to sell the saddle for quite some time. So I'll ask her what she'll take for it. And I was like, you do that. And if she answers $800, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll come I'm down. sure you'll get a call anyway. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I'm training her horse, so we're going to, like, you know... It's like it's free if she gets down to how much Katarina spent because I'm like, she owes me money. So it would just be an even exchange. Oh, then you wouldn't even have to tell so again, Exactly. There's happened to be a saddle there and I trained a horse for free. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to leave in about six more months? That'd be great. <laughs> I can get that saddle. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. So anyway, back to first. World. All right, one more. Sorry. That's my first world problem is I can't afford the saddle that I rode in all weekend long and I really want it. Okay. One more. Tiffany says, last one. My grown children fed and watered my five horses for me while I was at the Kentucky three-day event. But no one cleaned the stalls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Uh, They're a week old, and uh, you just strip it, and they make 12 trips with the wheelbarrow. Yeah, it's awful. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to, like, chisel, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that sucks. All right, Tiffany. Well, uh, this was the equestrian first of all problems, mostly Land Rover Kentucky style. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow we have a brand-new Tuesday episode for you. It's the American Horse Council is going to start doing one once a month. Uh, tomorrow, they're talking about ranches, and you would like this episode, actually. They recorded it last week. It's uh, this guy who runs several of the dude ranches, and he talks about the history of dude ranches and how it all started. Plus, the American Horse Council is going to keep us up to date on all the legislation that's trying to go through. You know, like the one in California where you have to stop on your trail ride and pick up your poop wherever you are. So Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, they keep uh, they keep up to date on all that stuff. They follow that around the country. The hosts are terrific. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. And also, you know, it'll keep you informed on what's going on and how they're trying to ruin the horse world. Uh, so that's going to happen. And then... <laughs> 
Jamie will be, not opinionated. You know, uh, Jamie will be back on Wednesday with Lisa. We have a special guest coming on to talk about the Kentucky Derby. He's a handicapper out of New York City. So he's going to talk about how to handicap and all that stuff and, and his picks. Uh, also, hopefully in the post show, if you can get Alex, we need to get Alex for the post show uh, so she can give her predictions. That's an oh, exclusive sure. auditor thing there. Uh, you have to be an auditor. To, and she picked last year's long shot. So... You know, you want to be an auditor to figure out who to, who to bet, bet on because we're just going with Alex. We're just doing that. She didn't just pick it. She was like, this one's going to win. And boom. And they did. did and paid a lot of money, if I remember right. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to the post show here shortly. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Spay, neuter, gelds.